0: Welcome to the Faith Renew podcast. I'm Pastor Terry Rogers, and I want to thank you for listening to this message. If you want to learn more about Faith New, check us out online at faithrenew.org. Um, because this morning I want to talk to you about the prosperous family. Everyone say the prosperous family. How I many know that God doesn't just want your family to be blessed? He wants you to prosper. And so we're going to go there this morning. Let's go to the word. First Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 23. The word of the Lord. It says there, now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely and may your whole spirit soul and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. How many know he's coming back again and uh he's not coming back for a broken church he's coming back for a whole complete church that'll preach all by itself right there. But I'm going to keep on moving. Let's go to 3 John, our second verse here. Let's go to 3 John chapter 1 and verse 2. And then we'll pray. It says there, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. This morning, I want to talk to you about the, the, the prosperous family, but from the perspective of how to navigate emotional pain. We're going to go there this morning, y'all. How do you navigate pain in your heart and pain in your soul? How do you process well through that? We're going to talk about it this morning. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. We thank you for what you're doing in this room already, what you're doing for those watching online. Holy Spirit, we ask that you take every word, every syllable, every sentence. God, may your anointing be on everything we do this morning. May your touch, Lord, it's not my words, but your words that makes the difference this morning. Holy Spirit, that your presence would increase in this place, as the word is being brought forth, that the, that the devil would have to flee, God, as your truth is coming to impact our lives and your light is coming to illuminate any dark places in us, God. We, I ask you, God, to hide me behind the cross and that only Jesus would be glorified this morning. In Jesus' name, and everyone said, amen, amen, amen. I, and in preparation this week, I gotta be honest, I, 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 I just, I couldn't just, 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 it was almost like I couldn't focus because this is something like really deep and near to my heart. Uh, just the emotional health and, and, and what the scriptures talk about. And there's also so much and so many places we could go. But by the help of the Holy Spirit, I believe God is going to help us get through this. Amen. Um, so first of all, I, w- I want to talk to you about the family. <laughs> How many you know the f- in family is a place where we at times can experience the most love? but also the most hurt. In family, we can experience the most victories and the most failures. We experience the most acceptance and the most rejection. In family, we experience the most healing of times and the most traumatic of times. We can experience the most peaceful of times and the most painful of times and as the as the church as the body of christ see god created us he created us three parts first thessalonians 5 23 says it It said he created us and he wants to sanctify us completely spirit soul and body i mean know that there's three parts to who you are right that god created us spirit soul and body and in church we focus and we rightfully so we focus a lot on spiritual growth and spiritual formation and spiritual discipleship and how to attack your spiritual life and how to use the weapons of your warfare that are not carnal but they're mighty in God for the pulling down of strongholds and we go after this stuff and, and even we encourage people physically get, get, get right physically make sure you keep yourself healthy and whole but what about the soul See, because the soul is something that touches everything. It affects everything we do. But yet we can't physically touch it and fix it. Amen? See, the soul is an area that's made up of three parts. Your mind, your will, and your emotions. And so... If you find yourself struggling, and see, this is my heart this morning. I feel in my heart, and I believe that maybe some of you in this room, you feel like, man, this year, I've just been stuck. I've just been stuck emotionally. I've been stuck mentally. Just, I, I've been stuck not being able to move forward, not be able to move to where God wants me to be. And I'm telling you this morning, the Lord is coming to unstuck us. <laughs> uh, I don't even know if that's a word, but... I'm going to go with it because it sounds good. He's going to unstuck me. (laughs) Amen. And first of all, my first point is this this morning is that God wants our family to prosper. And biblical prosperity has nothing to do with our bank account. Biblical prosperity has nothing to do with how debt free we are either. (laughs) Biblical prosperity has to do with the soul. So we're learning here that we learned last week that blessing comes when we're good stewards of our finances. And this week, the Lord is saying prosperity comes when we are good stewards of our heart and of our soul. How many know you can have a lot of money and still be hate life? You can be successful in the world's eyes, but to your own eyes, you can be a complete failure. All because we don't want to face the pain. In some way, shape, or form, if you're breathing, you've been hurt. (laughs) People have let you down before. Can I get an amen? People have disappointed you. They'll let you down, but how, how have you bounced back from that? Are we still living as if it happened yesterday? Are we still navigating our whole life and we 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 made our whole life safe so we don't have to face the pain, face the trauma, face our soul. Because a lot of times we just don't know how to navigate it, and that's okay. It's okay to be grown, be fully adult, and not know how to navigate the area of the soul. Because let me tell you, this is what I've learned in my own life, in my own dark season of the soul. There's some things you can't pray away. (laughs) There's some things you can't pray away. You got to process through. And there's some things God brings into our life That the enemy meant for evil, but God's going to turn for good. And our prayer is, shouldn't be God take the pain away from me. Is let let this pain help me be more like Jesus. How can I look more like Jesus to the one that hurt me, to the one that abused me, to the one that, that didn't forgive me, that wasn't there for me? How can I? Get over myself and get over my pain. Because the thing is, is once we have given our lives to Jesus, our life no longer is our own. It belongs to Jesus. And we're on this earth to be his representation on the earth. But a lot of times when the world thinks of the church, they think of a mad, angry church. Not a loving, kind, generous one. But that's our Jesus. Our Jesus is loving. Our Jesus is kind. Our, lo- our Jesus is generous. Can I get an amen this morning? I know we're hitting heavy, but you can say, ouch, it's okay. And if that's our Jesus, that's got to be us. The pastor isn't the standard. Jesus is the standard. What your mom and dad did to you isn't the standard. Jesus is the new standard. And he's the standard for what a whole life looks like. A life that is complete in wholeness. Because how many know Jesus himself was betrayed? But yet he still gave at the last supper to Judas. He still let Judas be in charge of the money. That's what love looks like to those who have betrayed you. Ah. I'm telling you, one day we're going to stand before Jesus and he's going to ask us this question Did you learn to love? 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 And what are we going to say? What are we going to say? I want to say, yes, Jesus. I don't want to be like, hey, they talked bad about me, so I couldn't. They betrayed me and I, I couldn't get over it. No, you're all, that, that one pastor, that one time, he, he, he mistreated me and, I, and I, 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 no, 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 no. Did you learn to love? Santo Dios Hallelujah Tell the person next to you Learn to love Learn to love The Bible indicates to us In the very beginning uh, We can see that God created us for connection How many know you were created for connection? You weren't created to live by yourself. You weren't created to do life on your own. Life actually only really gets fun when you start getting connected to people. That's why faith groups is so important. (laughs) I'm going to plug that mug right now. That's why finding community is so important. Because there's only so much breakthrough you can get when it's just you and Jesus. Jesus. There's a level of breakthrough that happens in this room on Sunday mornings when we come together and when we build a community together that we receive much faster, much quicker than if I were to try to do it at home. That's true for me. I don't know about you. It's the truth. Legitimately, just a simple someone looking at you say, hey, how are you? I love you. Does so much to the soul. I'm going to keep going, Carly. I'm going to keep going. So we were created for connection. And, and as Carly said this morning, that connection is defined by unconditional love. That is the start of our, that connection. And, and, and that unconditional love, when, it, when it's received fully in our hearts, we begin to live a life of wholeness. How many know that when you get married, it's not one half and one half equals one whole? It's one whole times one whole equals one whole marriage. But a lot of times we take the broken times the broken, and then our marriage, we experience brokenness. And that's fine, but just get ready to deal with some pain. We've been there. But God's idea is for us to be whole, He didn't die on the cross just for you to get saved. He died on the cross so that you could be made whole. Uh. See, and in the beginning, Adam fell. When Adam fell, the connection he had with God was disrupted by sin. And sin led to disconnection from God and Adam. To the point where in Genesis 3 and 9, God asked Adam the question after they fell, after they partook of the apple and and obeyed the serpent and bit into the lie, how many know they bit the apple in their hearts before they did it physically? How many know their soul came into agreement with the lie before they ever did the act physically? (laughs) And then out of that place and believing that lie, they bit the apple And disconnection and sin came in their relationship with the father. And God asked Adam these questions and said, Adam, where are you? Adam, where are you? Not Adam, geographically, where in the garden are you? My GPS, I just took a left and and it's just, I can't find you. Where are you? Are you around that other apple tree? No, no, no. He wasn't asking a physical geographical question. He was asking a question to his soul. Adam, where are you? Hear heaven echoing this question this morning. Church, where are you? Where are you on your journey of becoming love? Where are you on your journey of becoming whole? Where are you? Are you on your journey of becoming healed? Where are you? Where's your soul? And sin at its root is just a belief system that is wrapped up in a lie. That's all it is. It's not real complicated. Living in sin is just a root system, a belief system we've created in our own lives that's surrounded by a lie. And that lie, and Adam response, to God's question, he said, we hit ourselves. <laughs> Ooh. That's the first reaction. When disconnection comes, sin comes in our lives, we don't run the gun. Many times we hide because we bit the lie and we feel like God, you're not going to be able to accept me anymore. Because I learned when I was little, if I did anything bad, I was going to get hurt and I was going to get punished. Listen, I know this ain't your Pentecostal preaching this morning, but I believe God wants to speak to our hearts. Adam said, We hid. God said, who told you? Where did that word come from? Cause I didn't tell you that. Who told you it was okay to hide? Where did you learn that? Who told you it was okay to pretend like everything's okay? Who told you you had to perform in my presence? Who told you that everything eventually will be okay on its own? Who told you that you don't have to work for this thing? We don't have to work for our salvation. No, we don't. Jesus did that on the cross, but we have to work to stay saved, man. I'm telling this world, it'll it'll, it'll try to take you out. It's going to take some effort. It's going to take some agreement with the word of the Lord to stay saved. As the Bible says in the end, that they that persevere into the end shall be saved. So even through the pain, how about we not focus on the pain, but how about we start praying, God, bring some perseverance in me. Bring some perseverance in me. I I want you to count count me in on withstanding some hard things. But I love how God already had an answer in his son, Jesus. He already knew, hey, this first Adam got it wrong, but this second Adam, I'm putting all my chips in the middle of the table and I'm going all in with Jesus and he's going to make everything right. Everything Adam forfeited, every bit of disconnection. I want it back and it's going to come through my son, Jesus and Jesus in restoring this connection. He gave us two main commands to live by in Mark 12, 29 and 31. Jesus replied, the most important commandment is this. Listen, O Israel, The Lord our God is one and only Lord. Verse 30 says, and you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind and all your strength. And the second is equally important. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. No commandment, no other commandment is greater than these. God wants to remove everything in our lives that hinders us from fully loving him. No more holding back. No more hiding from God. Amen. Amen. Because my next point is God wants us to move forward. The word prosper actually means in Hebrew, move forward. And how many know you can't move forward while you're looking back? You can't move forward while still thinking back. Many people, we sat down, we've counseled many married couples, and they sit down, they tell us all their issues. And at the end of it, I let them go, I let them spill, just let them vomit all over everywhere. Just go and tell me everything, let it all out. Just come on, just let it out. Just, Just go all the way out. But at the end of all that, in a nice little awkward silence like I like to do, I say, but do you want to move forward? I know all that happened, and I know all that is true. But what are you going to do about it? (laughs) Are we going to take some responsibility and say, you know what? I'm not going to be the victim anymore. (laughs) God's called me to overcome. And I overcome by the blood of the Lamb. And by the word of my testimony, and I may be hurting, I may be bleeding, but you know what? If Jesus could move forward, I'm going to move forward. If Jesus was able to get betrayed and still keep going to the cross and didn't dip, 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 didn't get discouraged. See, the devil's alive. Try to twist up my tongue. He didn't get discouraged right on the way to the cross. He still completed the mission. I don't know about you, but I want to tell Jesus I completed the mission. I did everything you called me to do. I did everything. I loved everyone you told me to love. I served everyone you called me to serve. And I didn't do it with bitterness in my heart. And I didn't do it because I I was told to. I did it because I love you. Because we'll never begin to obey God rightly until we start loving him deeply. And it's God's desire for our family to be made whole. Every time in scripture, when God, when Jesus said, be healed, be free, be delivered. He, he mentioned this word in Greek and it's over 150 times in the New Testament. This word, sozo, say sozo. It's a cool word. It's a cool word. You may be like a computer password for you when you get home or something. A little Sozo, Jesus, something. Sozo, that word sozo means salvation, means healing, means deliverance, and it means be made whole. So in the story of the woman with the issue of blood, you remember that story? In Matthew 9 and 21, here's what the woman with the issue of blood prayed. said, if I can just touch, if I can just touch the hem of his garment. I will be healed. I will be delivered. I will be saved. And I will be made whole. Because how many know she was going through 12 years of trauma, 12 years of emotional pain, 12 years of being rejected by people, by trying to find community. She can't even find community because of her issue. And her issue all of a sudden overwhelmed her and took her and they named her her issue. And her issue became her identity. But I love how Jesus, when she touched the hem of his garment, he turned around and didn't say, hey, woman with the issue of blood. No, he called her by her identity. He said, hey, daughter. And in that moment, she didn't just get healed. I mean, no, God did a work in her soul. she said, no, I'm no longer the woman with the issue of blood. I am now his daughter. And God wants to rip off the label that your pain has put on you. God wants to rip off the years of unforgiveness. Say, baby, it's time to let go. Hold on to me. Whenever we're in this trial, I like what she did. Because she said, you know what? I'm not going to stay here and wait for Jesus to come to me. The woman with the issue of blood, she said, you know what? If I could just get to him, he's going to take care of me. And I don't know where you're at this morning, but I'm telling you, he's in this room. And if you could just get to him, he will get to you. Worship team, come back up. Anybody sense the presence of the Lord in this place? And this woman, she she was in a process of brokenness. But when she touched Jesus, her brokenness became wholeness. You may be sitting here this morning and you may be feeling broken, you may feel stuck. You may feel like the world is against you. Maybe in this message this morning, some memories of some traumas of your youth have come up. I want to tell you this morning, the Holy Spirit wants to heal you. But this thing, this kind of healing, although yes, it can be instantaneous and like just instantly you receive it. I believe that can happen. And I'm believing for that this morning. But I also believe that healing walks, this healing walk takes a process. Just a quick story about me. I was, early 2008, I was a part of a conference and I spoke the last night of that conference and God moved in a mighty way. I'm talking Crazy signs, wonders, healings, deliverances—I mean, it was probably the most like crazy. Like you know, and I grew up, you know, watching people minister in power, minister in authority. I'm a pastor's kid. I was I always felt drawn to that, and and I always been in crusades and, and meetings where God moved in power and all this stuff. But for me to like have a front row seat to it, and for 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 people to be. Falling out in the spirit with nobody touching them and just receiving their prayer. I mean, it was crazy. It was like a spiritual high for me. I felt like a complete successful man. I felt like, man, this is, I made it, man. I I did it. I made it. That was it. What I didn't know is less than 24 hours later, my wife was going to look at me and say, I'm leaving. And that began the dark night of the soul for me because I thought I had it all in the spirit but meanwhile my soul was wounding the one that I loved the most <laughs> some unkept things in my heart that I've kept hidden or beginning to hit, come to the light so my prayer wasn't God, take this away. God, remove this from me. Oh, my God. My prayer was, God, kill me. (laughs) Searching me, oh, Lord. Making me a right spirit. Renew my heart. Renew my mind. Do whatever you have to do. Because I knew it was an invitation to a process. Stand to your feet this morning. prayer team, if you can get around the room and get in your, stop, in your spots. This morning, God's going to do some healing. Amen. You may need prayer, but you may just meet, need time alone with God. Either one, we're here to serve you this morning. Close your eyes right where you're at. Holy Spirit, I thank you for how you moved in this service. I thank you for your word. I thank you for what you're doing. God, we know it's your will for us to prosper. But we will never prosper until our soul begins to prosper. And God, I'm asking for healing to begin in the soul, for healing to begin in the heart. In Jesus' name. God, that we would partner with you in whatever process needed to un to process through pain, to process through hurt, to process through shame, to process through guilt, anxiety. God is not your will for us to live in fear. <laughs> it is your will for us to live in hope. Thanks again for listening to this message. We hope it's been a source of encouragement for you. If you need prayer, would like to support this ministry through your financial giving, or just want to learn more about Faith Renewed, please stop by faithrenewed.org.